Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. I want to preach today from the subject, a sound from heaven. Heavenly causes creates earthly conclusions. There is always something that takes place in the heavenlies that affect things here on the earth. We must understand that God will do something in the heavenlies and then there is an earthly conclusion. Family, I believe this with all of my heart. I've said time and time again, but I think it needs repeating that I believe that we are living in the greatest hour and the greatest season for God's people. I believe that this is the time that we should not be getting distracted by different things that's going on in the media and personal opinions and distracted by politics. This is not a time to be discouraged or disheartened or disappointed or any any other disses that you can get, right? Because this is the time for us to be encouraged knowing that God is still sitting on the throne. And what, what I know is when people, out of the abundance of the heart, people speak. So you got to make sure that you got to enough of God in you so that when you speak, God is coming out of you. So you can either speak faith-filled words or fear-filled. The, the choice is up to you. The scripture says in 2 Chronicles, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, it says, behold, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. He said this is right now. Somebody say right now. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right now. What are you doing right now so that God can use you in the now? The past is gone. Future's not here yet. What is God going to do in your life right now? Let me tell you why this is important. Let me give you a scripture here, and I hope this is an encouragement to you. Uh, This is over there in Esther chapter 4, verse 14. Look at this. It says, for if you keep silent at this time, If we keep silent as a church at this time, we won't get another time. The word holds true then and it holds true now. It says if you keep silent at this time, liberation and deliverance will come will come to the Jewish people from another place. So let me tell you something, saints. If you don't obey God now, God will skip right over you and pick somebody else to do what he wanted you to do. Catherine Kuhlman was one of the most powerful revivalists of the day. And you know what she always said? She said that I wasn't supposed to be the one to operate in this gift. But the man God chose did not choose God. And he had to use me to do what somebody else wouldn't do. Let me tell you something. God is not going to keep putting up with you. For the Bible says over there in Genesis, it says, my spirit shall now strive with man always. At some point, God said, I'm just I'm going to put up with your mess anymore. In the book of Romans, the Bible said that at some point, God gave them up for a reprobate mind, doing those things that are not proper. A person with a reprobate mind is a person that keeps doing wrong, even though they know what's right. And as a Christian, why do you keep doing wrong as a Christian? He said, if you keep silent at this time, liberation and deliverance will not come to the Jewish people from from another place, will come from another place. But you and your father's house will be destroyed. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to the kingdom (laughs) for such a time as this. Saints of God, let me tell you something. If we keep silent, 
somebody won't get saved. If we keep silent, people will continue to grope in darkness. If we keep silent, there will be people who need a healing. They won't find it. If we keep silent, there will be people who are hopeless when we had hope. If we keep silent, people won't find their raison d'etre. They will not find their reason for living. If we keep silent, it's more of a detriment to the kingdom. If we don't speak the word of God when you're supposed to have the Holy Ghost. So now we're going to learn why the Holy Ghost was given because I believe some people think that the Holy Ghost was given so that they can use the Holy Ghost for personal gain. That was not why you was given the Holy Spirit. You was given the Holy Spirit so that you can glorify God and he can be glorified through you. So people will be drawn to Jesus through you. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So what are you doing? Are you drawing people to Jesus or away from him? Could it be that God wants to use you right now for such a time as this? Look at your neighbor and say, the time is now. Right now is the time. Listen, I believe God can use me to do great things. I, I truly believe that what God has for my life is greater than these four walls. I truly believe that where you are right now is not where God originally wanted to take you. Hello? I truly believe that he's going to take you to greater levels. I believe you're going to experience greater revelation of the word of God like you've never experienced before. I truly believe that God is going to use you to heal the sick, raise the dead, open blind eyes, heal mute tongues, and open deaf ears. Well, that might not sound exciting to you. Apparently, it doesn't. Now, maybe you don't want to do that because you know the responsibility that's tied to it. Is that, is that why I see this calmness about you? Because I get fired up when I hear stuff like that, that God want to use an old wretch like me to bring glory to his kingdom. Come on, somebody. Come on. You ain't all that. Sitting up in here, you ain't all that. We was nothing but muck. And he still died for us worthless nothing and jesus said i'm gonna still die for him daddy i know they ain't worth nothing but i choose to die for them anyway i saw what they did and i will still die for them i saw them cussing them folks out but i will still die for them i saw them using those drugs but i still died for them i saw them acting all crazy and rebellious and having a diaphanous relationship with you but i will still die for them when you talk about what God wants to do in a broke down life, then you'll understand the metaphor that I'm trying to paint for you here, that God can use wretches like us to do some wonderful things. Amen. See, the stuff I'm talking about right now, this goes way beyond living in a big house, driving a nice car. The stuff I'm talking about is kingdom stuff. This, this is stuff that changes families. This is stuff that changes lives. This is stuff that when you see people that, that de deplorable, somebody that somebody else threw away. Jesus said, I love you anyway. Some of you in this room felt thrown away. Somebody in this room has been dropped before. 
Somebody in this room has somebody has stabbed you in your back before. Somebody in this room, you had somebody that you thought loved you, but then when things hit the fan, they left you. Uh-huh. See, see that you are the ones I'm talking about right now. You, you're the ones that understand how it feels to be hurt, how it feels to be stabbed in the back, how it feels for people to turn their backs on you. But Jesus said, lo, I am with you always. See, Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. See, I'm not talking about some boy, your grandmama, or your granddaddy. I'm talking about Christ. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus Christ, the king, said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I called you for a divine purpose in your life. Come on, saints of God. There is something greater that God has for you to do than where you are right now. If you're just comfortable with where you are, this might not be the right church. I want a group of people that know that I can take the anointing of God and I can go places. I can go around the world. I can change lives. Talk to me, somebody. That God can put an anointing on your life. I just don't believe that it's all up to the original apostles that they can operate in an anointing like this. I believe that he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same forever. If God was healing back then, uh, God is healing now. Uh, God will be healing in the future. If God opened blind eyes back then, uh, God can open blind eyes right now. And if we just happen to be people of faith, God can use us to do it to bring glory to his name. Come on, somebody. I'm fed up with the devil. I'm sick and tired of all of this negativity. I want to talk about God. I want to talk about what he's doing. I want to talk about his throne. I want to talk about his anointing, his glory. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 God wants to use us, thanks of God. He wants to use us on greater levels for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Bless the name of Jesus. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, over there in Luke chapter 4, he was tempted for 40 days. And this is amazing, saints, because i got to get you to see this, because we got too many Christians running around acting like victims. So when Jesus was in Luke chapter 4, most of us remember this, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. He had been fasting, and he was tempted by the devil and he tempted him the same three ways that he attempted the first man Christ Jesus being the last man he wasn't the second because if he was the second there can be a third he was the last man Christ and the first man was tempted the same way as the last man so what Jesus came to do is to take us back to paradise so the devil had to tempt Jesus, the last man, just like he tempted Adam, so that Jesus can show the world this is what the first man should have done in the first place. So Jesus came to set some stuff in order, and he tempted the last man with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. There's only three areas that the enemy is going to tempt anybody in the world. It's going to be the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. There's no new devices that the enemy has, saints of God. He's going to tempt you the same way that he tempted Christ. And Jesus came to tell you the way you defeat the enemy. He said, it is written. 
The reason that people need those Gideon Bibles is because that's the only place they can find truth. Jesus says, it is written. It is written. It is written. Three times. But this is what got me. The Bible said at the last time he said, it is written. He said, get thee behind me, Satan. If you don't have the word, you're going to be talking to a wall and the devil is still going to eat your lunch. You got to have the word to speak the word against the devil. Otherwise, he's going to look at you like he looked at the seven sons of Sceva. He's going to say, Paul, I know. Uh, Jesus, I know. But who the hell are you? The Bible said that the devil jumped on them, stripped them naked. And they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. If you want that kind of power, you better stay in this word. It's not enough just to have the Holy Ghost. When you walked in the, the, the tabernacle, it was the word and the spirit. You got to have both. You got to have the word and you got to have the spirit. If you got the spirit without the word, it will lead you into occultism. If you got the word without the spirit, it will lead you into legalism. You got to have a balance of both. Now, let me get back to my little story. So the Bible says, Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. And it says that the devil left him for a season. Seasonally, the devil is coming back. You're going to get attacked. As a matter of fact, if you don't get attacked, you're not following God. But that's not what I want to talk about. The Bible says that when Jesus came out of the wilderness, he came out with power. He didn't come out weak. He didn't come out whimpering. He didn't come out whining. He came out with power. When you come out of your wilderness, you're supposed to come out with power. You're not supposed to be smelling like smoke. You're supposed to come out with power. When he came out with power, the Bible said he preached. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He opened blind eyes. He came out with power. And we come out, I'm glad I made it out. No, you're supposed to come out with some power. Listen, listen, thank God you made it out, but why were you in there in the first place? What did you learn while you was in there? Because God wanted to use you. He will use your circumstances and your situations so that you can bless somebody else. He came out with power. Somebody say power. This is not what the church is operating in. You're supposed to be operating in power. We're supposed to be a powerful church. There's supposed to be people stopping right there in Highway 74 right now because they sent something. They can smell the bacon of bread. I know something is in that house. That's my desire. That's my prayer. Is that they can no longer grope in darkness. That when they come to a church like this, they can come and sense the power of God. Can I encourage you for a second? Write this down right here. Let me help you. I would never be, it would be never be your season if you have not been through the crucible of seasoning. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, yeah. It would never be your season if you have not been through the crucible of seasoning. See, see, we gotta, we, we, we gotta go back, take a step back and say, no, this is not my season. I've been seasoned. Hello, did you hear that? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? See, if you already been through, then you already got the seasoning. See, that's the flavor. That, 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 that's the anointing of God. See, see, you went through and you didn't go through complaining. Come on. You went through and you didn't take somebody else in your madness. You, 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 yeah, you went through it knowing that God was going to do something in you. So it's not your season. You've been seasoned. So some of you, your season is over because now you've been seasoned. See, see, when you've already been seasoned, you don't need any more flavor. You got everything that you need. If, 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 if you have a turkey and, and, and you, you, you put everything on that turkey like you like to cook it. And you, you I don't cook, so I might be messing some stuff up here. He's the foodie. And so you put all you put, whatever you put in it. I don't know what you put in it. You use those needles. I saw people use that. Elaine, you, you, you stick that needle in there and put the juices in there and all that. Like I said, I don't cook. I just eat. And so, so listen, listen. When you put that turkey in, in, that, in that oven or you drop that turkey in that peanut oil and you, you deep fry that turkey, when that rascal comes out, that rascal's good, right? Listen, but if you don't put any flavoring in it, when it comes out, it's going to come out bland. It's going to be tasteless. It's going to be dry. Some Christians don't know how to go through. And when you went through, you were not seasoned. And when you came out, you came out dry. You came out dead. You were flavorless. Well, I know that. It's the way you talk. Out of the abundance of the heart, the seasoning talks. If you ain't got no seasoning in, there's no seasoning coming out. Listen, listen. The majority of us that's really been following God hard, we've been through some stuff. And, man, I'm telling you, some of us, man, we've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been waiting. God, you, you, God, I've sent something. I'm just waiting for it. I'm on the edge. It's like you're on the edge right now. God, I know I can sense it. I know something is happening. I just don't understand it. I don't know why I've been here this long. I don't know why I got to wait this long. I've been seeing everybody blessed. I've been happy for everybody. I've taken joy with everybody. I'm in my winter. They're in their summer. But I know that my season is coming. Go ahead and praise God right now. You don't have to apologize to be blessed. Woo! I'm not apologizing for being blessed. I'm not apologizing when God wants to use me. I'm not apologizing when God wants to bless me. God will give me the money because he loves me more than he loves money. He'll give you the money. He'll give you the building. He'll give you the court case because he loves us 
more than he loves the court case. Can somebody say amen in here? I'm talking, I'm talking about the power of God right now. See, I'm talking about the anointing of God. I'm talking about God using you on a whole new level right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on and give him some glory in this place. Glory, 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 glory. Hey, hey, hey. Yay, God. Yes, God. Hallelujah. What? She did a boko sika tarara mahe. Kera a moko sika tarara mande. Hey, yes, God. Oh, hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 10, verse 19, it says, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall harm you. I got to give you some words so I can power you up right now. Over there in Luke chapter 24, verse 49, it says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you have been endued with power from on high. Don't you know God wants to arm you? He's giving you power. You're not supposed to be some little weak Christian walking around groping. Oh, what's going to happen? I know what's going to happen. God is going to get the glory. You think God... It took God by surprise on Donald Trump. Nothing takes God by surprise. As a matter of fact, it was prophesied that he was going to be the president. But you may not know that. And it was, this happened years ago. You can go against God all you want. It ain't going to happen. You try to fight God. Ask Jacob when he fought God. God will smoke you in your hip joint. All I got to tell you is, you, <laughs> you just better follow God. Listen, saints, God is getting ready to do something in the church. We can't, he can't work in you if you're too busy being focused on stuff that ain't going to make a difference in the first place. Listen, I want to see you do great things in God. I don't care nothing about the White House. I want to see you do awesome things. Hello, somebody. Them people going to keep on padding their pockets anyway. And while we sitting here complaining about the Republicans and the Democrats, they all eating dinner together. The children go to school together. They know each other while we sitting here bickering and complaining. Got time for that mess? That's a bunch of foolishness. I'm all about the power of God operating in my life. Job 33 and 4 says this, the spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Did you hear that? He said the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Not a new house, not a new car, not a new boyfriend, not a new girlfriend, not a new president, not a new job, not a new church. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. 
need a breath of God to blow in your life. That's what we need because when God blows in your life, then comes separation. See, the reason a lot of people don't want to worship praise team is because they know the moment they worship, they got to yield. And they know the moment they surrender, they got to lose control. And the moment they lose control, that means they're not controlling everything. And they might do something that might be a little embarrassing. That's why they don't want to yield. But the, you, when you don't yield, that, that when you don't yield, that means that you continue to hold on to your arrogance and your pride and your cantankerous, rebellious spirit. Why? Because you're trying to control stuff in your life and it ain't working. So let me ask you something. If it's not working, why you keep doing it? It's just a question. In the book of Ezekiel, the Bible said that the man of God, he spoke to the bones. Uh -huh. So when the word came, the bones came together. See, man, see, th this is a natural example of a spiritual reality here. See, see, they were dry bones and they had been slain. So in other words, it was nothing but confusion. It was nothing but chaos in the valley when the man of God saw it. And when he saw it, he said, son of God, can these bones live? And there are some things, saints of God, when God asks you a question and he shows you stuff, He'll show you something that's beyond your comprehension. And it lets me know that Ezekiel, he really didn't know what to say. So he said, so I prophesied as I was commanded. When you don't know what to do, just obey. He said, Lord, you know. <laughs> Listen, there are some things that God has already shown you. And you're trying to figure out, God, how am I going to get there? Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Just say like Ezekiel, Lord, you know. Lord, you know. I don't know how I'm going to. I saw the building. Don't know how I'm going to get in it. But, Lord, you know. I, I saw my bank account. It had a whole lot more numbers on my bank account than what I have right now. But, God, I don't know how I'm going to get there. But, you know. Hello, somebody. I saw the house that you told me that I was going to live in. God, I don't know how I'm going to get the house. But, Lord, you know. Listen, listen, let me help the singers out. Lord, you showed me that man. <laughs> Glory to God. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but Lord, you know. The single brothers in here, same thing. God showed you. showed you that woman. You don't know how you're going to get the woman because right now you're still jacked up. But God, you know. There are some things that God will show you. It's going to blow your mind. Some of you sitting here right now, you've been having dreams. You've been having visions. God has been talking to you about stuff. You have written things down, and when you went back to read it, you went, oh, my, I don't know. How in the, how in the world am I going to get from here to there? And you just step back and say, God, you know. You know, I don't have to know. God, you know. 
You know, all I have to do is prophesy as I was commanded. See, when God shows you something, when God gives you a dream, he don't give you the dream to fulfill it. He gives you the dream to prophesy it. If you got to fulfill the dream, it is not his, it's yours. If your dream is not big enough where it scares you half to death, your dream is too small. You're not dreaming big enough. Otherwise, you can do that. He prophesied. He gave the word and the bones came together. You need a word of God for people to come together in unity. You got to have a bona fide, genuine, authentic word of God for people to come together to have been slain. I truly believe that there is a special anointing that are on people who have been slain. People who have been abused and just thrown out as nothing. I believe there's an anointing on your life when people have stabbed you in the back and left you out for nothing. When people talk bad about you and said you'll never accomplish anything. I believe there's a great anointing on a life of a person who's been slain. Person who's been forgotten about. Somebody dropped you. The bones came together. And listen to this. The bone came to his bones. See, there are some things that you don't know who to link up with unless you get the word. For the word came and the bone came to his bone. There was nothing out of order. You need to know who to hook up with. Some of us are hooking up with the wrong bones. But just because the bones came together, they were still slain. So just because the word came, there was something else needed. I can give you the word, but the word is not enough. The word can help us come together in unity. The word can help people hook up in relationships that are proper, but you're still slain. So God looked down to the man of God and he said, now prophesy to the wind. <laughs> He said, because now there has to be a sound. He said, he said, he said, see, listen, listen here. See, the, the word can bring it together, but you need a sound from heaven to, be, to make them an army. So the man of God said, I prophesied to the wind and said, breathe on these that had been slain. There's a breath that's coming to the church of God. You've been hurt. People talk bad about you. You've said negative things about yourself. People turn their backs on you. People that you trusted thought was going to be in your corner. They left you out in the cold. You worked with a person for years and years and years. And they said that they believed in you. But when it came time for you to step out in God, they left you. Serve the church. Wanted God to do great things in our lives. Thought we was doing something good by wanting to start a church. But we got ostracized talked about said that we weren't ready 
When God says you're ready, it doesn't matter what man says. But Elaine and I, we know the pain of trusting people who let you down. This is why we minister like we do. We don't want to hurt people. We want to heal people. Because we know what it feels like. Hello, somebody. See, there, there, is, there is a sweet anointing on your life. And it's precious. Don't take it for granted. I truly want God to use me. But you know my heart's cry is that I want him to use you more than he uses me. He's given me the heart of Moses. And Moses, he said, don't hurt them. Blot me out. I want to see all of you do great things in God. But if you don't understand why the Holy Ghost was given, and you think it's just for running around the church and speaking in tongues, you are sadly mistaken. The Holy Ghost was given to you to give you power. That power will make you talk differently. It'll make you act differently. It'll make you forgive people you hate. I'm telling you what I know. When you got, let me tell you something. When you got the authentic grace of God on your life, he will make you go back to people that you hate. I'm telling you what I know. I had to live it. He'll make you go back to that one person you despise. That one person that cut you deeply. He'll make you go. That's the whole, somebody said, that's the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you something. That is not an easy thing to do. It's worth it. It's worth it. And let me tell you something. There are some people in some people's lives right now that you haven't forgiven. And you're going to have to forgive them because it's not for them. It's for you. I don't want anything to hinder the power of God operating in your life. Yeah, I know it hurts. I trust me, I understand. It still hurts us. Even though we know we've forgiven them. Some of them have forgiven us. We don't know. I, I don't really care. It's all about my side, not their side. You do what you're supposed to do. Amen? The Bible says we are to forgive people. It's unconditional. We're supposed to forgive people. It also says if you don't forgive them, then you can't speak to the mountain. All of that goes hand in hand. I hope you know that. You got to read the whole context of the scripture. You can't speak to the mountain and tell it to be removed if you got unforgiveness in your heart. It will hinder the power. I don't want anything to hinder the power. We have to forgive people, people in your family members. Come on. We got to forgive family members who hurt us or, or who abused us. We, we got we to gotta get rid of this bitterness and this hatred that we have. See, this, this is where the church have to stand up to be a voice in the midst of hatred. Bringing reconciliation to the cultures. It's not a black race, a white race. It's the human race. 
See, the blood of Jesus, it destroys the color lines. For the Bible says he's made all in one blood. But what is God going to do in your life? There's more. Haven't you desired more? How many of you would just say, Pastor, there's more I want from God. There's more revelation I want from his word. I read his word. I feel like I don't quite understand it. I want more. I want more wisdom. I want more understanding. I want to hear from him more. Come, am I by myself here? Got five people. How many would really be honest and say, I want more? He wants to give you more. He wants to power you up. He wants you to know how much he's going to use you. Listen, you don't have to be up here preaching in the pulpit. You can be in a hospital giving a Gideon's Bible to somebody that need to hear the word. You can be in the line at Walmart wanting to bless somebody else with turkeys. And then people see you want to bless somebody and they want to bless you. You can just be walking in the mall. Listen, I keep saying this. I'm going to keep saying it until you get it in your heart. You can be walking in the mall, and people are going to be rushing to you, and they're going to say, I don't know why I had to come to you, but there's something on your life. Would you please pray for me? You're going to be at the airport, and people are going to walk up to you and say, I know you don't know me, but there's something on you. I see something on you. There's, some, there's something you got that I need. Come on, somebody. See, see, listen, I, I just don't read the Bible and I just, oh, that's a great allegory. When I read the Bible, I said, no, I'm operating in that. See, see, when Jesus, he just stepped foot in places and demons cried out. Don't you know that's what God wants to flow through us? That when you step foot in a situation, when you walk into a house, there's nothing but chaos going on in that house. The moment you step your foot into that house, did Jesus say, order? In your family, brothers and sisters fighting when you step into place, order. Uh uh. Order. In the name of Jesus, I just declare order right now in Jesus' name. Order. Your children been acting up in school the moment they come in your presence. Order in the name of Jesus. Come on and lift your hands. Hey, 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 God. We need your breath today, oh God. We need your breath today, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're in this place and you want to be refreshed and refueled and, and, and reinvigorated, just stand to your feet. Just praise him right now. Just go ahead and lift your hands to him. Just worship him. Come on, come on. You've heard the words. You've heard what I've been preaching. Job said, the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Come on, somebody. Come on, ask the Lord to breathe on you, breathe on you, breathe on you. Breathe your new life, new anointing, new areas, new doors to open up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You've seen greater things in your life, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to pursue those things. You're going to have to pursue God. You're going to have to pursue the power that God has in your life. 
Come on, somebody. Come on. Say, breathe on me, Lord. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Breathe on me. Refresh us today. Breathe on us, Lord, on these that have been slain, oh God. Breathe new life into them right now in the name of Jesus. New life, new anointing, a new call on their life right now in Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.